Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you are having an amazing day. Sorry for that mic adjustment noise. I was just making sure I have the right headset on, and it appears that I do. I hope you are feeling like you're on the right track. And listen, if you feel like you're not on the right track, I want to commend you for listening to this episode because you could be watching Real Housewives or listening to some murder podcast. So the fact that you're listening tells me that you're maybe more on the right track than you think you are. But I also want to say that you are always one choice away, just one choice away from getting closer to where you want to be. I've been sharing, if you don't follow me on Instagram, that's the social platform where I'm probably the most active, even though I'm in my Facebook group fairly often. But Instagram stories is where I share kind of my life and what I'm working on. And I've been posting very regularly uh, when I get my workouts in and just saying that you don't need to have a gym or a plan or 30 minutes to work out. You can't let your idea of what you think you should be doing, all the things you think you should do, get in the way of what you can do today. And when it comes to something like working out, what that means is you don't need to let, in fact, you can't let your notion that you should get in a formal 30-minute workout that kicks your butt, you can't let that get in the way of the fact that you can do five push-ups or five squats or go up and down your stairs right now. If you aren't doing something because you don't have the capacity or the motivation or the time to do the big thing you think you should do, you can do this small thing. And that's progress. That's the path to progress. Not letting your inability or your unwillingness or some combination, your unwillingness to do the ideal thing get in the way of doing some small thing. Do some small thing. When I feel overwhelmed, like my house is chaotic and I don't have time to clean the whole kitchen or I don't want to clean the whole kitchen, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to put two dishes in the dishwasher or I'm going to unload the top rack of the dishwasher because something is better than nothing every single time. And when we can create that as a lifestyle, our life will change. That's kind of a tangent. Not even really why we're here today, but I feel like somebody needed to hear that. Sometimes I need to hear that, and I listen to these episodes, so maybe it's for me. The past couple weeks, we've been doing something. We're going to continue it just one week more, um, this week and one week more, sharing kind of the uh, abridged version. Is abridged the right word? I don't know. The author's edits version of a couple chapters of Chasing Cupcakes. Nowhere near the whole book. We're not, we're not going through the whole book. Our book study is continuing. So not only can you go back through all of the posts and conversations we've had in January and up till now in February, but you can be part of it because uh, we're just going through one chapter a week. But what I wanted to talk about today are stories because I know for sure that a lot of us are struggling because we believe more in the story of the problem. We believe more in our experience of the problem than we do in our capacity to change. And we tell more often the story of the problem and we think more often about the story of the problem. And so we move in the direction of the problem and not the solution. And there's an entire 
chapter, probably more than one chapter, but absolutely one chapter in Chasing Cupcakes. I'm not going to go through the whole thing about how we start to change that because change is all about thinking differently. And a lot of times we stay in the problem because we don't even realize that that's where all of our focus is. So this is from Chasing Cupcakes. This is part of chapter six. I'm not just reading what's in the book, but I'm expounding on it a little bit in ways that, that I haven't done before. And I get excited about that. And I hope you get excited about it too. Stories that sabotage is the name of the chapter. And it starts with a quote from Elizabeth Lesser that says, remove the veils so I might see what is really happening here and not be intoxicated by my stories and my fears. I could do an entire episode on just that quote. Maybe I will. I'm going to read it one more time. Remove the veils so I might see what is really happening here and not be intoxicated by my stories and my fears. Somebody remind me to do a whole episode on that one. Whether you're aware of it or not, you are constantly telling yourself stories. Stories about who you are, how you act, your patterns, your abilities, your limitations. In fact, sidebar, I was recording a Q&A that when this airs, will have aired a couple weeks ago, and I posted something about discipline. Back in the early January episodes, I was talking about how if you have discipline, you don't need motivation. And somebody said, um, I, I have no discipline. I am I'm not a disciplined person. I start strong and then I fizzle out. That is absolutely a story. 100% a story. And it's a story that, that limits you. If I am this, then I am not that. If I am unmotivated, if I am undisciplined, then I'm not motivated, then I'm not disciplined. And we're seeing ourselves in the view of the problem. We're identifying with the problem. We're seeing ourselves as small. We're seeing ourselves as living in only a corner of our capacity when there is so much more but we won't see it, we can't see it, we choose not to see it when we're all about the problem. All right, you tell stories about what you're capable of, what your future looks like, what you're good at, bad at, and everything in between. You manufacture stories about the people in your life, their intentions, and their feelings. I do it too. It's so funny. I, uh, I do this all the time in my marriage when Chris does something or says something I make meaning of it. And I've, I've shared before, this is no, no secret, no groundbreaking news here, that uh, almost immediately after our daughter Dagny died, we started therapy. I want to say like within like a month. And it was too soon. Uh, it was too soon because we were coping with things differently. And I think maybe if we had done things independently, it would have been okay. But it was too soon for us to be in couples therapy. So after Roman was born, we went back to it because I think we both realized that um, – well, statistically, parents who lose a child have like a 90% chance of divorce or something crazy like that. But also, we're just very, very different people. And introducing a baby after a baby and the loss of a baby and trauma, all that to say, one of the questions that our therapist has us ask is, what meaning do we make of this? And essentially, if uh, I'm trying to think of an example in my marriage, Gosh, one's not coming to my head and it should. So let's say that I suggest to Chris that I would appreciate him changing XYZ behavior. And he rolls his eyes and says, well, that's ridiculous. 
I make a meaning of that. And that often happens unconsciously, subconsciously, not on the conscious level. We're not actually saying, well, to me, that means it's happening so quickly and then it influences our reaction. It influences how we feel. These are the stories. And oftentimes, these are stories that sabotage. So if I ask Chris to make some change and he says, no, that's ridiculous, so quickly and subconsciously, I can make that mean that he doesn't respect me, that he doesn't care about me. And these kinds of stories are things that we tell about ourselves, about our choices, about our pasts, about our patterns, about our potential. And in this chapter, what we're really trying to do is bring awareness to that so we are more consciously choosing our behavior instead of letting our subconscious meaning-making make the decisions for us. Okay, we're literally like through three paragraphs. This is why I wanted to do this, though, because... When you're reading the book, I love the book, but there's so much more we can say about it. So now we're saying the things and I'm excited. Can you tell? I'm excited. Okay. These stories, the stories you tell yourselves, box you into a familiar experience and a limited scope of behavior. It goes back to that woman who said, you know, I'm not disciplined. I have no discipline. That story boxes you into a limited scope of behavior because of your belief. You're giving yourself a small set of potential choices, those you've pulled from your past experiences. You limit yourself to the problem and the past patterns. You confine yourself with walls you have built. These walls are made of beliefs you cling to about your weaknesses and limitations. I refer back to a Rumi quote, one that I tell you in the book that changed my life, and it says, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Stories are simply patterns and problems you believe in. Stories are patterns and problems you believe in. Stories can also be positive, but in this case, we're talking about stories that sabotage, right? They can come from our past choices, fears, insecurities, or assumptions, Here are some of the common stories or ways we define and describe ourselves, stories we tell ourselves and others that establish barriers to creating change in our lives. I'm an emotional eater. I have no self-control. I'm bad with money. I'm the fat one. I'm inconsistent. I'm a serial starter, but I never finish. I get bored easily. I'm not motivated. Your thoughts and words about these stories make them stronger. So when you feed into this with repetition, because you think it, because you say it, because you act in a way that's congruent with that story, it makes the story, the belief, the limitation stronger. You are rehearsing the pattern when you think these thoughts or you say these things. When you repeat the statements to others, you're reminding yourself and boxing yourself in. You further reinforce and strengthen these stories with your choices. Each time you make a choice that is aligned with that story, the story gets stronger as you consciously and unconsciously believe in it more. You either maintain your present reality, replay your past, or create a change based on the way that you think. I want to I read that one more time because it's really important. There's a lot of power in this statement. 
You either maintain your present reality, replay your past, or create a change based on the way that you think. Your inner dialogue creates your entire experience of life. When you change your thoughts, you change your life. I'll never forget the exact moment I realized the damage my story was creating in my life. My story had been there for so long I didn't even recognize it was a chosen set of beliefs and that I was free to change. I didn't initially see these beliefs as a problem because they were the only way I had ever thought about myself and my choices. I had never considered there might be a different way to think. I didn't realize that I had been confining myself with walls I was building each time I thought or shared the story. In hindsight, I can honestly say that my attachment to and emotional investment in this story was the primary thing keeping me from creating the change in my life. I want to say that again. My attachment to and emotional investment in the story was the primary thing keeping me from creating change. But there was a big problem I'd have to overcome in order to rewrite the story. I believed in my sad story. So if you're thinking, well, but I am an emotional eater, but I am a serial starter and I don't ever finish, we can still change it even if you believe in it, all right? I believed in my negative opinions of myself, and I believed in the power of my past patterns. I didn't know how to believe something else. So I go through this whole thing here, a little bit of my story. I'm not going to read it here, but I talk about that time in my life and how I came to understand this so that that is there about, you know, where I was at with my weight and my first marriage and my job and blah, blah, blah. But we're going to, we're going to skip, 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 skip. Let's see here. Um, okay. Your results reflect your story. Your results reflect your story. So if you think I'm so inconsistent, your results are going to reflect that. Every single time, your results reflect your story. What happens If you convince yourself of something every day, multiple times a day for decades, that was my situation. I convinced myself, I'm just the fat girl. I'm an emotional eater, really great at losing weight, terrible at keeping it off. You're not going to exceed your own expectations. You're going to live up to them. You're going to fulfill the expectation that you have. I've heard it said that if you don't believe that your stories and your beliefs matter, write, you suck stupid on your kid's bathroom mirror every single morning for 10 years. Say it to them, you suck stupid, as they hop out of the car on their way to school each day. But please, obviously, don't do that. But why wouldn't you do that, right? Why wouldn't you write, you suck stupid on your kid's mirror every day for 10 years? Why wouldn't you say, you you suck stupid every time they get out of the car? You wouldn't say it because you understand the impact of your words on others. And we have to acknowledge the impact that our words and our thoughts have on us. It's significant. It's major. Because you will act in accordance with your story. So when you try, and this is how most people go about it, and that's why it doesn't work. When you try to change your behavior without changing your story, and what I mean by that is when you try to change your behavior without changing how you think about your choices or your patterns or your thoughts or yourself, you're asking for struggle. You're asking for frustration and for inconsistency. If you want to change your behavior, and I believe that, I I think we all do, 
begin by changing your story. Just like you've created and reinforced the story about the problem, you are 100% capable right now of creating and supporting a story that reflects what you want and where you're headed. You are 100% capable right now of letting go, even if just for a moment you pick it back up later and set it down again, letting go of the story about where you've been and about what you don't want. I had to change my story. But how did I do it? Because like I said, I believed all those things. I didn't believe that I was fit or lean or disciplined or successful or happy or anything. And I wasn't going to tell myself something that was categorically false. And I don't think you should either. If you know you're lying to yourself, you aren't fooling your brain. That's not going to work. Your new story has to be one that you believe in. But also, this is key, guys. Your new story is not some like made up crap that you don't believe in. It has to be something you believe in, but it also has to be something that reflects the positive change you want to create. So for me, it became very, very simple. I redirected all of my negative thoughts to... I'm capable of making great choices just for today. I wasn't saying, I'm an athlete and I'm super healthy. I was saying, I'm capable just for today of making great choices. And there were always thoughts that would pop into my mind that ran counter to that. Like, I'm huge, I'm gross, I always go back to my old habits. Yeah, those things came to my mind. And I would redirect to I'm capable just for today of making great choices. It was a redirect because I am in control and so are you of whether or not we stay with the thoughts that pop up, the doubts, the fears, the negativity. They can pop up, but we don't have to stay there. We don't have to fuel them with our attention. So every time I noticed those negative beliefs, those unproductive stories, it was a chance. It was an opportunity. It was a need for me to redirect them. I am the thinker. I am not the thought. I have the power to think something else, to go to a different thought, a more constructive thought, and so do you. I don't have to surrender to every negative thought, every doubt that pops into my mind. I just have to redirect them. I'm capable of making great choices just for today. And routinely, predictably, then and now, I would get down on myself and start thinking about how far I had to go or how long it would take. I'd get frustrated with my past patterns Sometimes those thoughts would loop and I wouldn't notice them. They were kind of unconscious. But when I did notice, I would redirect. I'm capable of making great choices just for today. What's my next great choice? It would have been amazing if I could just jump to like, I'm fit, I'm an athlete, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't ready for that. Maybe you are, I wasn't. I had to focus on what I could believe. Just like with book three right now, I'm not saying to myself, I'm going to write a bestseller and I'm going to have it done by this date. Because there's, there's a part of me that's like, I thought I would be further along than I am now. And with Roman, I don't know how much time. But what I tell myself is I can write for at least five minutes today. That's, that's the story I can believe. Could I push myself to really get behind a bigger story? Sure. But what's more productive for me and what really meets me where I'm at is I can write for five minutes today. I will write for five minutes today. What's my five-minute block? When am I going to do it? Am I doing it during Roman's next nap? Am I doing it after Roman goes to sleep? Am I doing it when Chris gets home from work? When am I going to do it? I have one more choice. I have one more good choice in me. You have one more good choice in you. We just have to start redirecting the, what's wrong with me? I don't feel like it. Uh, Here we go again. We have to start redirecting those things to just 
more productive stories, but not so productive that we doubt the story. It has to be something that we believe in. And I do this work with my clients constantly. I don't have people start, myself included, by changing habits, actions. We begin by improving stories because the habits come from the stories. We talk about this all the time in the podcast. What determines the choice you make? How you talk yourself into it. So when I'm finished recording this, it's 8.30 at night as I'm recording this. If I go and I get a brownie, Chris's mom brought brownies. If I go and I get a brownie or I go upstairs and I brush my teeth and I get in bed, what determines which one I do is how I think about it. I can talk myself into the brownie. It's been a long day. It's one brownie. I haven't had brownies before. I don't know if they're any good. I want to give them a try. Or you know what? I'm exhausted. If I go upstairs, I brush my teeth, they'll still be there tomorrow. But today I'm going to say no to the brownie. Which path I take comes from how I think. It comes from the story I tell myself about both options. And so when we become better thinkers, when we start to think about things in new and more productive ways, we make better choices. If we go and we try to tackle habits, but we still have the same thinking of like, oh, this one thing won't hurt, that's where inconsistency comes from. That's what this whole chapter is about, about how changing your story is going to change your behavior, it's going to change your patterns, it's going to change your whole life. I go through a whole bunch of more examples in this. I give stories about how I have applied this in different areas of my life, It's not, I haven't shared with you the whole chapter, but I really want you to give that some thought. We're still early in the year where you've got a lot of runway for whatever your goals, your priorities, your objectives are for the year, but you have to take the initiative knowing that it's time to really look at what's not working and do things differently. It's time to realize that maybe tackling habits has led to inconsistency and there's merit to trying a different approach. And in this chapter, later in the chapter, it goes through a specific process and framework for changing the thoughts that lead to inconsistency or that lead to throwing in the towel, what's the point, who cares, it's not going to work anyway, I'll start tomorrow. So you still can join us in the Primal Potential Facebook group for conversations around this. You can also just search the hashtag Chasing Cupcakes in that group and see all the posts that I've put up, all the discussions, the prompts, the encouragement to action um, since January. All of that is in the group. You can join us for the discussion. We're still working our way through it. Um, If you haven't picked up a copy, Audible, I read the version. You can get it on Kindle, hardcover, paperback, all that good stuff. But let me know what I can do to help. DM me on Instagram or post in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Don't message me on Facebook. Facebook messaging sucks. It hides all the messages. And then all of a sudden, like once a month, they get this notification that I've got messages from like four weeks ago. No bueno. But seriously, I want to help you help yourself. It is a passion of mine. It's a commitment of mine. I take it very seriously. Let me know how I can do that. All right? Join us in the Facebook group if you haven't already. Have an amazing day. You are capable of one great choice just for today. Make it a great day. Find the wins. Read the book. I'll chat with you soon. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.